Superhero Stuff You Should Know is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, this is Ben from Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and I have an important announcement for you guys. At the end of every single episode of Superhero Stuff You Should Know, you might hear a shout-out to our fans, one of whom is Matt Herring, who was one of the original Superhouse fans. He's always given us his support, and now it's time that we support him. Uh, We've just recently found out that Matt has been diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And as a cancer survivor myself, I know personally that there's a lot of emotional and financial strain that comes into that. Uh, his wife, Kelly, has set up a GoFundMe account at GoFundMe.com slash F slash Matthew hyphen kicks hyphen cancer 039S hyphen butt. Uh, and hopefully you can help reduce the financial strain to that as well as some of the emotional strain that comes with that. Again, that's GoFundMe.com slash F slash Matthew dash kicks dash cancer 039S dash butt. Matt Herring was the first, I guess you could say, true Superhouse fan. We were Superhouse at that time. You know, the first fan of this podcast and what we do here and um, has always supported us, talked about us, and um, he's from a town close to where I'm from, and uh, so we share that as well, and just a huge superhero fan, and, you know, nerd like the rest of us, and now he's going through that, and uh, if you could donate just at least any amount of money to that link that Ben just said, that would be truly appreciated just hang in there matt you'll beat this thing soon was blind and now i see oh my bloody hell look who's back world it's your big blue buddy superman did you want you idiots do this that wasn't me you don't have to sing your own bloody theme song we already get it well look down there it's that old cranky rust bucket metallo and that big-headed little person mixy dear lord what is that mass over there don't worry about that idiot that boob on the ground that is what's left of lobo He's a tit now. Goodness gracious me! Lobo the boob. Funny, huh? Hi, uh, Mixie, you've done some messed up stuff before, but great Odin's beard, this is too far. You know, one boob is not enough. You do need a pair. Don't get too close to him, Soups. I thought this was a, a great life, gonna be a knocker and all, but I can't move down to the strip club, so, you know, do your thing. Do your thing and take him out. All right, Metallo, finish up this bloody funeral. You see that soup? It's a talking boob. Uh, Lobo, I volunteered to take you to the titty club and, uh, you know, potentially spend some merchandise, you know, some currency myself. I'll let these two continue on fighting and I'll be out of it. Yeah, take me down there, Metallo. I'm going to shake my moneymaker, which is pretty much my whole body. Let's do it. Yes. So you're going to have a scene where Superman is throwing a bodiless boob onto a strip club stage. Is that what's happening? No, it's Metallo. Mixie, you gotta get your glasses out. So Metallo is gonna be throwing a bodiless boob onto a fucking stage in front of everybody? This is better than my coffin idea. Hey, watch those Roman hands and Russian fingers there, Metallo. I don't know what the fuck that means. Sorry, I was built this way. I'm gonna have to take you out, Mixie, because this is some messed up shit. And I don't cuss very often, but 
dear lord, this is, this is too much for me to handle. Uh, did I come back to life for this? Just try it. Yes, Superman, fight the little person as I go to the titty club. This is the, <laughs> this is the perfect combination for me. I'm not above hitting him, so, well... I'm an agent of chaos! Well, did you look behind you there, Mixie? What? Uh, I didn't see that over there. It's a, a giant mirror. Okay, I'll look at the mirror. Oh, my name's written on my hat! Oh, that's what it is. It's Kiltisium or something. No, you idiot! It's Kiltipsism! Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that five-headed fool, he falls for it every time. <laughs> hey, look at this. I'm not a giant tit anymore. Last week, Superman died. But that's okay, because he's coming back this week in a special episode on the return of Superman. He's back! It is I, once again. It's Ben, with me, as usual. Oh, man, it's me, everybody. <laughs> We're here, again. He's back. We're back. Everybody's back. Superman's and also, back. this guy. Zach's back. Zach's back. Zach Attack is back. Zachary Jackson Brown, at your service. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and a little bit more subdued than normal. <laughs> we left off discussing what was the best version of the death of Superman. Now we're going to dive into what's the best version of the return of Superman. But let's go off of where we left off and sort of recap where we went. So we talked about the original comic book arc, and we compared it to the adaptations, which are Superman Doomsday, the 2007 movie, uh, the Zack Snyder movies, BVS, and Justice League. And uh, The Death of Superman and Reign of the Supermen, which are the 2018-2019 animated movies. I remember us going over that. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> or sooner than that. In terms of points, it was Comics 1, Superman Doomsday 0, the Zack Snyder movies 1, Death of Superman, Reign of the Supermen 2. So right now, they are in the lead. The latest adaptation of the storyline mm, is in the lead on this. Indeed. It's as if they had all the previous adaptations to learn from. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the best version. They had time to think about this <laughs> shit. <laughs> so we ended up with Doomsday and Superman killing each other, and now we're going to go into the rest of the storyline. The first part being a multi-issue arc called Funeral for a Friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now probably. you would think this is insane because it's like eight issues on the guy's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, how could you possibly yeah, make this a, interesting? Yeah, we got a big ass eulogy from uh, Booster Gold and shit. <laughs> Booster, I'll tell you who gives the eulogy. It's not Booster Gold. <laughs> it's uh, Martha Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the strength of this part, I realized that the best part of this arc ha- is actually not the death itself. It's everything that happens afterwards. It's it's. If the death is your favorite part, it's masochistic yeah, as hell. <laughs> but it it's maybe Frank Miller's favorite part. Probably. probably. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Actually, he, I think he's more of a fan than we think. Yeah, he yeah, is. he probably is. He, we just like to joke with that. One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's here's where, in my opinion, the real story starts. Is what happens after he dies. Right. right, right. Uh, and getting that emotional connection of like, even if you're not a huge Superman fan. You read the stuff and you get the emotional connection because he's such a cultural icon. His death is more like the inciting incident. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Okay, and that's kind right. of how they play it off in Superman Doomsday. It happens in like the first act of the right. whole movie, and so the rest of the movie is like, what, what do you do afterwards? So this is a this is a long arc 
that covers people's reactions to the death okay. of Superman and their mourning period. Clark Kent is believed to be missing among the rubble. Rubble okay. believed to be dead from the fight because a lot of people... <laughs> he you know, died as well. There's a lot of destruction <laughs> going on. That is so weird. Yeah, there's a lot of destruction going on in Metropolis, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 they do cover it. Yeah, they can cover it like that. Uh, so let's cover a little bit of the funeral. Lois Lane initially refuses to go. Just because it's, uh, it's too hard on her. Okay. But then yeah. She finds that there's a plaque outside of the Daily Planet that is in tribute to Superman because that's the spot where he died, and she okay. sees that plaque and she says, uh, "I'm coming, Clark." And she decides okay. To memorial. He hasn't heard that before. Uh, for... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got him, man. <laughs> Low is... hanging fruit once again. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, she is By pregnant. the way, this, is, Super, just this is Superman we're talking about. I think he could get the job done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think if so. he can't, I don't know. There's no hope for humanity. I would argue Superman doesn't need her to tell him that. Mm, yeah, He right? already knows. He are, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Lois is just fucking, yeah. Yeah. No hope for her <laughs> if, uh, if Superman can't get it done. No, no. Of course not. <laughs> uh, so... Her going to this memorial outside of Daily Planet all kind of reminded me of the Zack Snyder's Justice League where she has that memorial, uh, memorial, but ritual of going to the memorial in the rain oh, a little yeah. bit. So yeah. kind of similar. So we go to the eulogy, and the eulogy is not from Booster Gold. It's not from Martha Manhunter. Mr. McSpitlick. <laughs> it's not Mr. He says it backwards just to fuck with <laughs> Kill <people>. gypsies. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so that's Zach's guess. What's your guess in terms of who does the eulogy? Maxima. Not Maxima. Oh. President William Clinton does the eulogy. Really? Bill Clinton is in the funeral for a friend. They immortalize his ass with, wow. with this shit. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Beside him. Man, so Bill Clinton. Time, and Monica dude. to the other side. <laughs> Monica to the other side, yes. <laughs> she's just she's just out of panel. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> so President Clinton does the eulogy for Superman. That surprised me. Um, this is definitely nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Uh, and William Jefferson Clinton. <laughs> the Justice League is there. They have these armbands with the Superman insignia okay. on it. And Wonder Woman helps close the coffin. There's that famous image of the Justice League sort of almost in a, like a parade being the pallbearers mm-hmm. for this. It's a very public funeral in Metropolis. And the only two people who decide not to go are Jonathan and Martha Kent. Because okay. they know that no one else knows that they're the parents of Superman. That would make sense. Yeah, they're never going to be yeah. able to, to get close enough. So they decide to do their own funeral in Smallville. That is very sad, though. Because yeah. in this one, the actual body is there, unlike the Snyder one. The actual body is buried as Superman. And yeah, as yeah, as Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Kemp's decide to do their own funeral back home, let the world bury Superman. They're going to bury their son, Clark. So mm-hmm. they take his childhood belongings, his teddy bear, all the stuff that he grew up in, and they go to the site where the rocket ship landed, where they found his, oh, where okay. they found him as a baby, and they bury it there. That's sad as hell. As their way to say goodbye. It's heartbreaking when you think about like That's why both, I didn't read it. Both parents alive... <laughs> Honestly, this is harder to read than the actual death. Yeah. The actual yeah. death is just a big fist fight. I guess I'll finally get to it after we do this <laughs> well, For a friend, you're just like, oh my god. You were tearing up while reading this? It's hard not to. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard not to. You have it's a soul is what, I, what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, again, now that, especially now it's, it's both Jonathan and Martha. Yeah. As opposed to just Martha. Not that it's less heartbreaking with Martha, but it's two people, you know, two people who, who raised him. And Jonathan, of course, feels guilty and he has all these flashbacks of raising Clark and how 
you know, maybe I shouldn't have told him to put on the cape and that type of stuff. Yeah. And so he's, he's dealing with a lot of that type of guilt. So that's, that's the comic book version okay. of the funeral. Uh, let's go into the different adaptations. So Superman Doomsday, uh, the Daily Planet crew goes to say goodbye at a very public funeral. The eulogy is done by the mayor. There's no President Clinton because okay. this is 2007 and that okay. would be weird Whew. at that point. <laughs> they learned their mistakes. <laughs> Why uh, would they put a real president in there anyway? <laughs> Despite any political affiliation or any whatever the president did during office. To me, it makes sense because this is such a big cultural phenomenon. People who are not used to buying comics are now buying comics just to find out, okay, what's going on with the Superman? Superman's dead. There's a funeral. They wanted to root it in the real world. So just like how the real world was kind of mourning Superman, like Metropolis is mourning Superman, I guess they wanted to sort of reflect that put Clinton in there like I understand it in 2021 it feels really weird to get to that yeah. point because it takes yeah. you out of it and you're like oh yeah this is 1992 right but like pre-Lewinsky yeah or us finding so. out about Lewinsky yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, I would say that it makes sense for what they're trying to do let's see so back in Superman Doomsday is the mayor who gives the eulogy Martha Kent actually does go to Metropolis okay. for that but she cannot get close to the body um, the Justice League is not there because the Justice League is not in Superman Doomsday. Here's what's interesting, though. Unlike other versions, Clark Kent was assigned to go to Afghanistan on assignment. So no one actually thinks that Clark is dead. They just think that something happened to him in Afghanistan. That's why Lois hasn't heard from him. That's pre-all the Afghanistan stuff, too, because that was Bush era. Oh, no, that was no, during this time, though. 2007. Yeah. 2007. Oh, that was during... That was... Yeah, that was... Yeah, this time, yeah we're yeah. in the middle of that. But yeah. that's interesting, because this is the only version that has that as a possible explanation outside of, like, oh, Clark also died at the same day that Superman died. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I think they were deliberately being like, well, yeah, let's not do that. Right. Uh, Lois does visit Martha later in the story and bring up how she's the only person who understands what it is like to be unable to tell anybody what she's really going through and unable to know who he really was. And that's right. It's, it seems like it's very similar to that scene with Martha Manhunter in okay. Zack Snyder's Justice yeah. League, yeah. except with Lois saying it instead of Martian Manhunter. Right. Um, <clears throat> Batman versus Superman. This is the only version where we get two funerals going on at the same time. Okay. Outside of the comic book. You know, the comic book just had them bury stuff. This one, there's an actual funeral for Clark Kent in right. Smallville. And right. they bury Clark. Yeah. They actually have Clark's body there. And it's somewhat of an open casket, kind yeah, of. I remember yeah. they opened the casket and he's got the photo of Jonathan Kent with him. to be buried right. in it. Right. So, Clark is believed to be dead from the Battle of Doomsday, much like in the other versions. There is a very public Superman funeral in Washington that Martian Manhunter, a.k.a. Swanwick, and Carrie Ferris are at. Uh, and then there's a Clark Kent funeral in Smallville where Martha, Lois, Lana Lang, Dick Splash, Pete Ross, <laughs> and Father Leon are at. And uh, this is, again, this is the only person, version where people clearly see Clark's body. And this is where Martha reveals that Clark was going to propose to Lois. I, Bruce Wayne is there. Okay, right? I'm sorry. I really didn't think about it till just now. But okay, so let's say the Superman funeral is closed casket in yeah, Zack yeah, Snyder's Superman. How do they fool everyone into thinking a body was even in there? Like, how, what, how, what happened? Like, how did Superman's <laughs> body get undressed and go to Smallville? And right. and who who gets in that coffin? Like, I just want to know what the process is. Like, how do they? If other people know that there's nothing in the coffin, where do they think Superman's body is? I don't know. <laughs> 
Ask Zack Snyder. These are the questions <laughs> I want answered. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I bet you he Snyder, has a, Yeah, He has an explanation, though, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I mean, all the shit we thought didn't have explanations, it's all been thought through. So, Martian Manhunter, if, <laughs> if he wasn't out there, he could have been pretending to be Superman laying in the box, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> isn't maybe this is where Martian Manhunter like shows up like behind the scenes because he's he's with the military right or yeah it's Swanwick Swanwick so you think he telepathically makes everyone think that the, there's a body in the casket that's one way yeah they put some rocks maybe. in there to make it heavy like you know like Luther well, he could change the weight of a casket easily yeah but who made the casket Bruce Wayne, maybe I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't know. We this is a, unexplained. We're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna deep dive this for the next episode. Sorry, don't I de- worry, I'm sorry Zach. I derailed us, but I just thought about that now. <laughs> Light bulb went off. Well, then, I mean, there's also the other thing where it's just like if everyone knows that Clark Kent is dead and he had a funeral that people saw the body, how would they explain Clark Kent is back on the streets? In yes, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So there's that too. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, as we covered in the Justice League two and three sequel plans the original idea was that clark would stay dead and he would just be superman the full time but that's not what we got in zack snyder's justice league because they already abandoned those plans it's so. not watertight let's put it that way it's not as watertight as that casket no yeah, <laughs> yeah. clark's is pretty so. loose but the superman one's like <laughs> that's heavy duty yeah i spent money on that strangely light it's strangely a cool light coffin light. though yeah Whoever yes. made that coffin for the movie, With the, the was Superman perfect. CD on it, yeah. yeah, perfect. I think those movies uh, would have been stronger if they just had been like Clark Kent was Superman after he died, and just had the one casket. And then I feel like I don't know that would have been like a revelation to people that he was just like a or a, mostly I mean, a nobody not or something. Else, the entire Justice League finds out. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what's they stopping dig up him? His body. Yeah, that's true. It also would have been more interesting, I would argue, to see them get the body from like an official tomb as opposed to digging it up from Smallville. Yeah, <laughs> really. And yeah. Victor doing that. Yeah. I'm like, this is in this version too. Okay. It was much less weird though in yeah. Zack Snyder's. Yes. I don't know why, but it was awkward as hell in Justice I think League. It's the it was and Wonder Woman conversation in the background that helps save it. It buttresses. Yeah, it, yes. it, it, it grounds it into like, okay, like here's what's going on character-wise, so that you're not thinking about how weird is it that Flash and Victor Stone are in the Smallville Cemetery just sticking so up a So fucking weird, man. I know. Off-putting. That's why I'm just like, just put him in the tomb. Just keep it in the comics. The body is in the tomb. He's buried as Superman. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Bring back the <laughs> the wrestler thing <laughs> <laughs> from the comics. <laughs> yeah, forget about the wrestler thing, but stay true to this part. <laughs> Um, and then as part of the funeral, Bruce Wayne and Diana talk about forming the Justice League and Bruce Wayne off screen, presumably, uh, or internally makes the promise on Superman's grave as he dis- discusses in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So that's their version of it. Uh, the death of Superman movie ends with a funeral. Similar to Superman Doomsday, it all happens in Metropolis. There's no President Clinton. It's the mayor who gives the speech. Lex Luthor has to do a eulogy, though. <laughs> That's who I thought you were going to say yeah. when, before you yeah. said Clinton, actually. Yeah. yeah. Lex Luthor has to do the eulogy in The Death of Superman, which I'm sure is just to his chagrin. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, heartbreaking, the Kents do show up and try to get closer, but security is like, I'm sorry, but public has to stay back oh, behind here. Oh, shit. Yeah, because nobody knows. Damn. Uh, the Justice League is in attendance. Uh, Hal Jordan's Green Lantern does a bit of a tribute to him, but uh, Clark is once again believed to be dead from the Battle of Doomsday, much like the other versions. 
but he doesn't get a funeral. We don't get a Clark Kent funeral. So let's go then into what is this is a terrible question, but what's the best funeral? <laughs> <laughs> so You're reaching deep for these. <laughs> Harley Quinn's like, you really put the fun in funeral <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, man! So we got the comic book version with the Justice League in procession, President Clinton doing the eulogy, the Kents at home doing their own funeral for Clark. Uh, we got Superman Doomsday, where Clark is just presumed missing across the other side of the world. Martha goes to Metropolis. There is no Justice League. Uh, we have BVS, where there are dual funerals, uh, one in Smallville, one in Washington, but nobody knows what's in the casket in Washington, yeah. as Zach pointed out. And then we have this latest one with the death of Superman, with the Justice League being there, Lex Luthor having to give the eulogy, uh, the Kents trying to be there, but they can't really get any closer. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go with my imaginary one where they everybody knows it's Clark Kent <laughs> afterwards. No. You're making one up. I, <laughs> that doesn't count. I will say <laughs> that... He Kobayashi maru this shit. <laughs> I'm going to say I, I would, I'm going to watch Reign of the Superman, Superman and uh, The Death of Superman, and that one is probably going to be my favorite version still. However, if Bill Clinton was playing the saxophone in the comic... <laughs> I think that would it would tip it over in, in its favor. He's playing Amazing Grace. <laughs> yes. By the He's way, playing it like Kenny G. Lewins- That's all I want now. Lewinsky didn't happen until '98. This is '92. We're still in like prime oh, yeah. Clinton years. So. Second term Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. He got comfortable in the office. A little too, too comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. In fact. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Death of the Death of Superman animated movie. I gotta go with the Clinton one, man. It's just hilarious. I love it. This is like almost as good as the wrestling thing. Still though, bro. I need some levity in this in this dark these dark times. Okay. Well, my vote for the is for the comic, not because of Clinton, but just because of it's it's the one where you feel the most weight, in my opinion, of the fact that a pop culture icon has died. You know, and what does Clinton say? Is it actually worth a damn? I mean, it's pretty much what you would expect any official to say about, like, the death yeah. of Superman. How, like, he was always okay. looking out for us. And the, There's nothing, you know, it's not like he's has any sort it's of It's not Russell Crowe, Man of Steel, delivering Morrison oh, lines. No, 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 nothing no. like that. And that's okay. the version no, you said where his parents bearing his childhood belongings. That is some pretty sad world. shit, so. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. as I think. The some sad animated, shit yeah the animated yes. movie it's still sad that they don't let him get closer but that's like one moment versus like panels of them being like i guess this is how we do it and they just gather all the things and put it in and it's just like jeez and again eight issues of the funeral for a friend <laughs> again it's not all the funeral the funeral is the main part of it but it's you have the most time to explore everybody's mourning period jimmy olsen's mourning period Perry White's morning period. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Olsen is taking pictures of the death of Superman, and he hates the fact that that's his most popular. Those uh, are his most popular yeah. photos is is pictures of his friend. Right. So sad that type of stuff. So my vote is for the comic. Yours as well, but yeah. for very different reasons. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I love the comic, silly comic two. Superman Doomsday zero. Snyder one and Death of Superman Reign of the Superman two so comic versus the animated movies pretty much however i will propose do we give a point to superman doomsday because a it hasn't gotten a point yet and b <laughs> it has a good explanation for why nobody suspects clark and superman are the same person because clark 
isn't even supposedly in Metropolis during the time that this happens. The Afghanistan thing? Yeah. Sure, give it a point. Okay. Pity point? Sure. For making up the rules? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I just think that it's a good it is. explanation. By the way, you're have. not writing these down. You're keeping track of this all in your head. Pretty much. It was impressive. I, impressive. I, I forgot to have anything in front of me. So we're already recording. So Damn. <laughs> keeping track of it in my mind. Very good. So... All right, so that is now everyone has one point except for the comic, which has two, and Death of Superman slash Reign of the Superman, which also has two. So let's then go into the actual Reign of the Superman. Uh-huh. So this is where we go from the BVS into Justice League. We go from the Death of Superman animated movie into the Reign of the Superman movie. So before we go into the comparisons, though, let's talk about the comic book behind the scenes story of this so the doomsday storyline obviously massive success millions of copies and uh, after funeral for a friend they're just like all right let's bring back superman but let's explore potential replacements just to further demonstrate how no one can really replace the big man himself that's a great idea also increases like the toys you can sell (laughs) oh yeah all the all the random bullshit but all the shit they introduce is really cool. Yeah, that too. Eradicators steal all that. We'll get into it, mm-hmm. I guess. All right. So the writers brainstormed different potential supermen, and when it came down to it, they are just like, let's do all of them. <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> Cyborg, yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> they have four potential replacements for supermen, but they wanted to end it with Superman returning from the dead, saying nobody could replace the original. So let's go into it. For those who are watching it on YouTube, we have a bit of the... Uh, a visual for you. I've got this open book of Les Daniels, The Complete History of Superman, and it has the advertisement saying, Superman is back, but is any of them the real Man of Steel? Reign of the Superman. Check it out. And it has all the illustrations of the different ones. Is that the uh, book with the gold part on the front? Is it gold on the front of the book? Sorry, what? Oh, the front of the book itself? Yeah, it is gold. Uh, Oh, yeah. I've got that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So... Here are the four supermen. Let's go in a certain order. Let's start with this guy. He is the last son of Krypton. This is Superman with sunglasses as well as electric powers that come out of his hands. He seems to be a dark vigilante Superman who at one point says, quote, All who sin shall know the vengeance of Superman. This is Eradicator, though, right? Yeah, it's actually the Eradicator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point, there's a criminal who's like, Who are you? And he's like, I'm Superman. <laughs> Bitch. I gotta read that shit. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, as Andrew has brought up, he is secretly a Kryptonian program called the Eradicator, whose mission is to preserve all things Kryptonian. He is a robot, too? He's a robot, too. Just, but not Cyborg Superman. Oh, he's Cyborg is half-human. This is full robot. He's a full... He's a... I mean, he's a Kryptonian program, so by our human standards, he's a program robot type of thing. But he's has all sorts of... Like at one point, he's like an essence of energy. <laughs> yeah, so this is like point. a sci-fi idea that's really like really yeah. far out. So he's an, yeah. an, an android. Kind of, yeah. He's a Kryptonian android type assigned since his programming to preserve all things Kryptonian. And so when it comes to... He's had a few adventures with Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Was as he made antagonist. by Bertrand? No, he's not made by Bertrand. <laughs> I think he's made by somebody named Cleric. Birdie. I'm going to call him Birdie from now on. Uh, but when Bert. he first shows up, he and Superman have a few adventures, and he ends up forming a base, the Fortress of Solitude. So in and the post-crisis Bert- comics. of Eradication. <laughs> no, Fortress <laughs> of Solitude is created by the Eradicator in the post-crisis comics. 
Really? Because he's trying to preserve Krypton, and that's one of the things. So well, that makes sense. Superman initially is a little reluctant to use it as his headquarters because it's just like, well, this is tribute to a home I never really lived in, and it's created ah. by this guy, not by me. Sort of. That's cool. What's going on? But, and if Rebirth, Rebirth probably still is going off, going off on that, probably. Maybe. I mean, I think the more traditional thing is that Superman just kind of creates it in tribute to Krypton uh, rather okay. than the Eradicator. The Eradicator is okay. kind of... When you start explaining shit from the 90s, it's just like, okay, wait. So the Eradicator <laughs> is this robot from ancient Krypton who shows up in Earth and he creates the Voyage of the Solitude and then Superman throws him into the sun at one point. This is what really happens. He gets thrown into the sun at one point. Superman dies, but then the essence of the Eradicator shows up in uh, on Earth again. And he's like, well, I must continue my purpose. And he finds Superman's body, and he decides that I must take over this body. But he's not able to do it, so instead he steals Superman's body from the tomb, takes it to the Fortress of Solitude, puts it into a regeneration matrix, and decides to feed off that energy to become the last son of Krypton, copying Clark Kent's body so that he can become his own Superman. But because he the energy is low or something like that, he... He's not able. He's very weak to light, so that's why he wears the sunglasses, and that's why he's the last Krypton. Man, say comics. <laughs> that's like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor complicated. <laughs> so, I thought it was just a robot that liked glasses. Oh, I gotta fucking do all this shit. <laughs> it's like Weekend at Bernie's Superman, you know. <laughs> so the reason why so many people think he's the real Superman is that he basically has cloned himself a Cal L body to use. Okay. This whole yeah. time. So he looks like Superman, but he's also dark vigilante Superman. And he doesn't have the criminals. boots. He what? It's no 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 red boots. No red booties, no trunks. No trunks. Like that. He's got these black outlines on the outside. Oh yeah. I thought that was a shadow for a second. Yeah, it's black outlines. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. And then he's got these electrical powers that come out of his hands. Nice. So he calls himself the last son of Krypton, but he's really the eradicator. He's fake. Uh, and he kind of has his own arc through it where he ends up... Because, you know, he's like, I'm the real Superman. And then when Superman comes back, he's just like, well, never mind. Now my purpose is to help you. <laughs> so, right, right, right. Uh, and then the next one is Superboy. As you can see, even clearer on this side. Slamming! Okay. <laughs> Very 90s-ish. So Superboy is a clone of Superman created by Cadmus Labs. And he escapes when he's only grown up to be a teenager. And he's super cocky. Very unlikable at first. Hates being called Superboy. Prefers to be called Superman. Ends up getting a jacket from the Newsboy Legion, which is a whole bunch of clones at Cadmus Labs. The Newsies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Legionnaires. They end up giving him uh, the jacket, and then he steals uh, sunglasses off of these criminals that he helps stop. Uh, you know, very cocky individual, and uh, it would later be revealed in the comics that they couldn't completely clone Superman without some sort of human element. So they had to take the DNA from... Do you guys know? Luthor, right? It's Winky. It's Luthor. Oh. Yeah. It's Luthor's Winky. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> Which oddly has hair on it. <laughs> so <laughs> Superboy is technically the son, the son of Clark Kent and Lex Luthor. So take, take that, that, shippers. Take that, uh, people that don't like progressive stuff. <laughs> I mean, the word Adam is. and he Steve. He wasn't created that way. <laughs> Huh. There's proof right here that yeah. it works. Yes. <laughs> All right. The next one is somebody who I know you've been itching to talk about. Steel? Oh, the Man Sun of Steel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Man of Steel. He originally comes out calling himself the Man of Steel. 
Right. And he's got a cape. Uh, but this is actually John Henry Irons, a black man in a steel suit and a giant hammer with the Superman insignia. John Henry, of course, being the folk song. The tall tale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's the only one who's made it into the movies in the form of Shaq. Yeah. Now on <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal's 1998. Who was a steel. huge, huge Superman fan. Yes. Have you seen pictures of his Miami he's mansion? He's got a tattoo, right? He's got a tattoo. Yeah. I think he sold that mansion since then. But uh, yeah, he's Superman symbols everywhere. Superman yeah. rooms. Mm-hmm. He's an he's an insane Superman fan. Yeah. yeah. He sees. He said he sees Shaq as a Superman persona, and Shaquille is his is Clark, Clark Kent, Kent. S- s- persona. <laughs> like he, it, it goes deep. He his love is deep. So he got to be Steel in 1998's Steel, widely regarded as one of the worst comic book movies of all time, but I don't think that's hey, completely his fault. At least he had a dream. <laughs> I don't. He lived don't. out his dream. That's cool. But we do need to see like this. Well, we're, we're well, never mind. No spoilers, but yeah, it's going to be cool to see this on the big screen someday whenever that is. Yes, we did have an alternative idea to introduce Steel in the Snyderverse in our Man of Tomorrow pitch. Yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, we did do that. However, there's also the fact that uh, he's technically back. I yeah, if you want to talk about that at this well, point, it's many weeks after. Yeah, he's he's back on a certain show. Yes, uh, in, in a certain way. In a way that we didn't expect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll give you more time if you haven't seen it. We'll dive into it on the Patreon. Thing. Anyway, see Superman and Lois. Yeah. Anyway, Cyborg Superman is the last one. Not to be confused with Cyborg Victor Stone. He's Cyborg Superman. As if this can't be it's totally confusing different. enough. He also has half a face. Yeah. <laughs> a robot. You have to do that with a with a cyborg though. So. He looks like Superman if he were made up as a Terminator. Mm-hmm. It was the 90s, bro. And Professor Hamilton does studies on him, and he's like, well, obviously the cybernetic parts are robotic, but the you know, the organic tissue is an exact match of Superman. So of maybe this is Superman. He just came back, evolved, and he's, he's part Terminator. And uh, even Lois is like, maybe this is true. Maybe this is him. Of course, it's not, because Cyborg Superman is the villain of right, right, Reign right. of the Superman. Right. So who is he? All right, so let's explain. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go with another. Here we go. <laughs> so Com- they wanted everybody. to do a dark parody of the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Is they that go, what this fucking shit's they all go, about? <laughs> they're astronauts. They go out into space. They get hit with radiation. They come back with superpowers. Okay. Uh, in this version, Hank Henshaw and his wife and their two friends go up into space and and get hit by the radiation. But instead of getting superpowers they're dying horrifically <laughs> so DC's more realistic yes <laughs> DC's always been darker Cyber's uh, like yes at one point Hank Henshaw is try. he basically becomes technology he becomes part of a computer he can go from one machine to the next okay. his wife is fading in and out of existence and so in order to make up for things he creates his own cybernetic body but his wife is so horrified by this she goes insane and she jumps out of a window and kills herself <laughs> so we <laughs> Because of the radi- the radiation, bright and cheery over there, DC. Partially, the radiation is partially caused by Superman throwing the Eradicator into the sun. <laughs> now he's back, the guy who came back as an energy essence and took Superman's body and cloned himself and all that stuff. So, uh, Hank Henshaw blames Superman for what's happened to him. Okay, and the death of, of his wife. Yeah, and naturally, and so he ends up because it can go from machine to machine in the birthing matrix, which is the spaceship that Clark first landed in. in small. Oh, so that's the, the machines, m- machinery inside that yeah. space pod. So he uses that to create his own Superman body, just like Eradicator that created his own Superman body. That is actually pretty cool. 
and that's why his tissue, his DNA, isn't an exact match to Superman's. Congratulations, DC of the nineties. That that that's you did it. It's, it's, compli- great. it's as complicated as fuck origin, but complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like him. If you're going to go, if, you, if you're if you're that being seeking out the the best technology anywhere in on the earth, Krypton's. Yeah, you would go straight for that. Yeah. So that makes total. sense. I have two actually. questions. Jack is still bewildered. <laughs> okay. Yes. Here we go. So one. What if? Why doesn't he just make his whole self look like Superman? Why does he have certain parts of these cybernetic Terminator bodies still showing? I'm guessing he's limited in his powers. Okay, all right, I get that. Also, do they get? <laughs> they went to space, and all this stuff happened to begin with. Did I catch that? So when his wife throws herself out the window, are they still in <laughs> well, space? Then, well, no. no. <laughs> I was, that's what I was wondering. I too. just imagine her like coming back to Earth, getting she gets sucked, sucked into the out. void of space. Okay, yeah. no, I, I think there's a, I think they come. There's back a period of time. Right. Okay, yeah. I thought this oh, all yeah. happened on the spaceship, <laughs> yeah. and she was just like ah, and then threw herself out the window <laughs> into space. <laughs> oh God, it's better than being with you. That would have been great, actually. So, <laughs> we're revising this. We're rewriting yes. this. This is now. part of the Ben Juan rewrite. <laughs> yep. Keep it in space, so she throws herself out in space. I thought it was like he got battle damage, and so his skin just is just started to show. He comes out of the matrix like this. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think part of it is also because they thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if he looked like this? Yeah, pretty it's much. Like, you're not Aesthetically, sure the real Superman. We have to remember this is '92, '93. <laughs> yeah. Did Terminator Two come out in '92? I think '91. I think. '91. Yeah. 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 This this is the, really the main reason. There's no other fucking reason. Terminator did it, <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna do it. So yeah. those are the four supermen. You basically have a former antagonist who's set up for kind of a redemption arc with the Eradicator. You have two heroic characters, or potentially more heroic characters, who make their debuts, who end up getting their own comic book storylines of Steel and Superboy. And then you have the secret villain of this whole thing, which is the cyborg Superman. Mm-hmm. Let us now talk about our favorite of these four. Yes. So who is your favorite, Zach, out of these? Well, I think as a... A written character, I really do like Steel. I think he's very cool. But visually, I do like Cyborg Superman because he looks like a Terminator Superman. And I think <laughs> yes. that would be really cool to draw. Um, but yeah, if I had to read yes. about a character, it probably would be Steel more so. I think I have an Elseworlds book with him in it that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Steel's the most likable, for sure. Yes. Uh God, it's sort of a toss-up between Cyborg and Eradicator for me. Yeah. I don't know. I like... Yeah, I might go... Mm, I might go Eradicator, actually. I don't know why. I think it's a cool look. I like the visor look and the sun powers, and yeah. he's, he's evil. And Is he quippy? Uh, no. He's quippy in a, like, I got badass lines, like, all who sin shall get the vengeance of Superman. <laughs> so, yeah, that is, my, that is my answer. I do like them all, and no one's going to say Superboy, probably, but it's a very 90s look, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I kind of like it too. And whenever they did Superboy the Rebirth, it looked like a kind of a Power Ranger suit, like all black and red. Uh, mm-hmm. Thought that was a great redesign too. Mm-hmm. But but this one here in the '90s, I don't hate it either. I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, you? I like the designs. I I think Eradicator is actually my least favorite visually, but my most favorite out of Plain? the characters. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess visually, Steel's pretty cool, and he's the most likable out of the four, of course, uh, on it. And then Cyborg Superman is a good villain, 
is just uh, that origin, man. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Overly complex. <laughs> there's just so much to it. Convoluted. There's, there's a reason why when he's been adapted, they've never really carried that over. Okay, yeah. It's way too much. Yeah, yeah, it's too much stuff. I mean, so, they, they need to do that shit in the movies, man. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so, so fucking good. Dude, Cyborg imagine Superman. Cavill versus Cavill versus Cavill. <laughs> like Cavill's up for it. I think Cavill's up for it. Him because, versus the mustache. Yes. Because <laughs> really, that's you would need the guy who plays Superman to play these two characters for this to be believable. I mean, yeah, it's all the fucking same DNA except for Steel. Yeah. Oh, well, 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 I mean, yeah, but yeah, Superboy's supposed Luthor. to be the younger version, so you don't need you know Cavill for that. And then you obviously aren't going to have Cavill as Steel. Right. So... Yeah, Two, for so Cyborg three cavils. Yeah, because also because of the fact that he uses the DNA from. Well, can we tell you something? I'm there cow. for the more cavil, the better. <laughs> He's your man. <laughs> so, 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 right now. <laughs> All right, let's go into the adaptations of this then. <clears throat> Superman Doomsday decided not to do Reign of the Supermen so much as Reign of the Superman. Because they had a Superman clone who's kind of a mix of all of these characters except for John Henry Irons. So, like Superboy, he's a clone. They tried to simplify it? They tried to simplify it. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Also because they're trying to do this entire, you know, one year and a half long storyline into an hour and like 10, 15 minutes. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, There's a lot going on. Yeah, they're just like, we don't on. have time for this shit. So, <clears throat> like the last son of Krypton, a.k.a. the Eradicator, he's a Superman willing to kill criminals. He kills Toy Man in Superman Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Cyborg Superman, he's the ultimate villain that the real Superman has to fight at the end. So they decided the last to boss. It. It's what? He's the last boss. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I remember him right. killing Toy Man, yeah. It really was yeah. kind of disturbing. There's also a bit where Toy Man's in this giant spider. And then there's a there's a cameo from Kevin Smith being like, so what? See, stop the giant spider. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's a reference to the giant spider that he was Superman lives. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be doing a little bit of a series on at some point. So Woo! anyway. We've got comments on that also. Yeah, yes. we have. That, yeah. Uh, so we know that that's in demand. Thank you for that. Man, I always wanted to do like a cosplay. I want to do that Superman because I got like the... I have the look. Got the hair. I, got the hair. I got the hair. Should you get that ready for the series? I should. I need. You need to make an iridescent like, costume with like light LED com- lights in it. Commissioning a cosplay is so expensive, though. <clears throat> but maybe. I mean, you could do the. There's different suits, though. So I don't know. No. All, right, All right. Shall I continue? Yeah. Cool. So. <clears throat> Next is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, obviously, there wasn't really the reign of the Superman. Instead, they had Superman sacrifice inspire Batman to form the Justice League. But there wasn't really anything with pretenders or that type of stuff. It, it took on a different meaning. They didn't have the time for that. That's yeah. so much. Other, it did four hours. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> we need another two hours of the shit, Snyder, and give us an hour of, of uh, Eisenberg Lex for Zach. <laughs> four hours. Four hours. <laughs> Cavill's Superman is dead for most of the movie, so you might as well give him some more work as Eradicator and Cyborg Superman. That's true, man. That's <laughs> so, true. Uh, but yeah, they they wisely decided. Well, if we're going to have Superman spark the Justice League, let's not do the Reign of the Superman right now. We got enough to set up right now. And then, of course, we get the Reign of the Superman animated movie, which is the only one to adapt <laughs> these four. Yeah, all four of them. Uh, wisely planted beforehand in the death of Superman, all four of these characters are somewhat uh, hinted at 
and planted in Death of Superman. And if you watch the credits all the way through, there are four different sort of mid-post-credit scenes to tease each one of these guys. So What? I think I missed those. Gotta go back and watch yeah. it. You probably had to go to the bathroom or something. You missed it. <laughs> watch, watch through the credits. Yeah. Watch through the credits on that You're one. You're probably everyone. right, though, yeah. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was wise because uh, you didn't want their presence to be completely out of nowhere in Reign of the Supermen. For so, sure, yeah. Like, we didn't really know. Like, yeah, Hank Henshaw was in previous comics, and so was Eradicator. But John Henry Irons wasn't in a previous comic before this came about. Superboy wasn't really hinted at that much. They had some stuff of Cadmus Labs, but okay. we didn't know that they had plans to clone him until he actually showed up. So this is going to be an interesting one because it's, it's less about who did the best reign of the Superman because obviously the animated movie was the only one that did that. Right. But more of like, what do you prefer? What do you think is the best way to deal with this aftermath of the death of Superman? So we have the reign of the Superman from the animated movie and the comic. Okay. We have Superman Doomsday where it's sort of one... Superman clone created by Lex Luthor who kind of okay. goes off the rails and then we have the Justice League where it's like there's no imposter thing but Superman's death inspires the Justice League to form mm-hmm. okay Zach any thoughts now I do want to watch Reign of the Superman I think it does sound really cool and I'm more interested in these characters now that we've talked about them but I'm gonna have to give the point to Superman Doomsday because I like the simplification of it just being one imposter Superman and Lex Luthor being responsible for it. That seems like a, a cleaner storyline to tell. Yeah. I gotta go with the comics, because I, I love <laughs> I love these this era yeah. of DC. I love all these guys here. And uh, it's also like, yes, they're trying to sell toys. They want to create new characters for sure. But the way they've explained it, and it's going to end up you know, explaining that no one can replace Superman really. Right. Uh, is a really an excellent point, mm-hmm. and so it makes it not just uh, you know just there just to be there. So uh, yeah, it's great. I, I want to see more of Eradicator and Cyborg Superman, all these guys. So mm-hmm. it is way complicated, obviously, but and it, they could probably simplify that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, comics and also uh, they they do they all team up against. Is there like a Superman family team later Up on? Up against Cyborg Superman at the end. Oh, at the, oh yeah, at yeah. the end, yeah. Yeah, like, I like them like being their own super Justice League in a yeah. sense. That's kind of cool. makes the sacrifice. And the Superman <laughs> yeah. video game that employed a lot of these characters, maybe all of them, is known to be the best Superman video game ever also, which uh, came out in the 90s. We talk about the 90s a lot. Well, yeah. this is all about the 90s this episode the 90s, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it was made by Blizzard too. Strangely enough, mm. that they made Warcraft. But uh, before Warcraft, they made the best Superman video game. Anyway, I, I also want to add in here that the animated movie was able to also sort of simplify a lot of the complicated shit that I was talking about earlier. So the Eradicator, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were just like he is part of the programming from Superman's ship that came okay. down, boom, that done. was assigned to basically protect him the whole time. So. That makes sense. You don't have this other explanation about it creating the fortress and Superman throwing him into the sun and that type of shit. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> Cyborg Superman, they really simplified this. He is an astronaut with everybody and believes that Superman will come save him when Doomsday, on his way to Earth, ends up attacking the ship. Oh, shit. So it's Superman's failure to save him and his family that creates this hatred. And, of course, Darkseid takes advantage of that and hooks him up with the 
the cyborg Superman outfit to complete the invasion. Doomsday mm-hmm. being part yeah. one to kill yeah. Superman, and cyborg Superman, the Hank Henshaw character, being part two of Darkseid's invasion. I've seen this and I forgot about that. <laughs> 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 I just remember they made fun of the slamming line. Because like, uh, Irons is like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I guess that, that line doesn't uh, live up or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So um, my vote then would be to the animated movie because of how they simplified that part. Still did this, but simplified it and planted them in a way that it felt a little bit more natural when they showed up versus the comic. Right, 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 right. So I guess this is kind of a wash unless your vote... It's tricky because your vote for the comic can also apply to the animated movie because they both had the same characters. That is true. Well, yeah. Well, either one, really. <laughs> but just because of the OG status, I'll go with the comics. Okay. For my so point. It's a complete wash then on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to make it, you're trying to sway it I'm one way. I'm trying to see if we okay. should, how we're going to okay. sway this. But uh, the movie we will was good, though. Have what? The movie was pretty good. Movie's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Better than Throne of Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> but not good enough for Andrew to remember things from it. <laughs> That's true. Dude, I will forget things from my favorite show. You know, so some people are like, they watch one movie and remember like every fucking thing about it. I'm just not that guy. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right. So before we get into the break, let's tally everything up. So we have comics being at well i guess thomas is still at two like this is the same as the last time i recapped it actually because this is a complete this wash. Is a wash so yeah. comics are at two reign of the superman also at two and yeah. then everything else is just the same at like one point each right one pity point for the other one however we have an opportunity to see which one is better with superman's resurrection that's coming mm. after the break Hi, I'm Ray, and this is my friend Alex. Hi. And we do a show called No More Whoppers. Some call it corn, we call it therapy. We're adults with the virility of men. Want to hear us read snack food copy and talk about Japanese chips? Too bad! Join us every month or so on the Greenlight Podcast Network. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard... Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches! Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash SuperheroStuffPod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. memories of being killed over and over again and it's not even hyperbole to say so because my creator literally killed me when I was an infant over and over again during an evil experimentation and I have these memories through my genetic code someday I would like to be known as something other than Doomsday Doomsday it is I Superman here to defeat you once again. And what are you doing? I'm writing in my journal. You you speak? Yes, I speak. This is how I sound when I'm not grunting. It, for some reason, your voice is a lot different from what I was imagining. 
What do you expect me to sound like, Kalil? I mean, just look at just look at you. Most of the time, it's gonna be like, "Ugh, kill, kill Superman." That's what like Lobo sounds like. I'm not fucking Lobo. I'm I'm Doomsday, that, and that's for sure. I feel hurt by these accusations. I don't know whether to say I'm sorry. I'd like to get back to journaling. Why the fuck are you even here? Well, I'm here to stop you, Doomsday, but... You're here to stop me from journaling. I just didn't realize there was more to you than just trying to kill people. Well, there's a lot more, Kal-El, if you ever paid attention. Maybe if you stopped trying to beat me to death with those things, we could actually sit down and talk. After extensive self-reflection, I've changed my ways, Kal-El. Through the power of journaling, you see, and keeping a dream journal as well. I have a regular journal and a dream journal. Well... I can't blame you. I'm a fan of writing myself, so I'm glad. But what are you going to do next, Doomsday? I'm going to start a pie store. Well, that was definitely not what I was expecting, but... Doomsday's Pies. Get your rhubarb. Get your green Kryptonian key lime pie. Through my extensive self-reflection, I found that I really have a passion for pie making. And will you join me, Kal-El, in my new business endeavor? Well, uh, this is not at all what I was expecting, but... You keep saying that. I'm sorry, I'm just... I've turned over a new leaf. I'm sorry I killed people, but no fucking prison will hold me. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I will... Okay, there's the doomsday I was expecting. I I'll, I will hold it down again. That was not expected. I'm sorry. It's still in there. If you promise you can have that under control and just make pies... Yes, no problem. We have a deal. I'll co-sign the lease myself. Oh, perfect. Great. This has been great. What's your favorite pie, by the way? Apple, I assume. How did you know? Because you're plain as fuck. You son of a bitch. It's on again. Fucking let's do this shit. You're listening to Superhero Stuff You Should Know, brought to you by Superhouse Podcast Network. And we're back, and so is Superman, as we're going to cover how exactly did Superman come back to life after Doomsday killed him? Hmm. The question is, did Doomsday even kill him? That's the question. So, it the was general complex. What? It was pretty complex, huh? Pretty complex. It took a whole issue. Oh, okay. All right. Let me try to simplify this. So, <laughs> please do. Superman's vitals slow to a crawl fighting Doomsday. His powers are getting depleted. And uh, his Kryptonian body decides to shut him down and absorb more sun, sun so that he can heal more. Okay. So he's kind of dead or close to death. There's a whole variety of different things. But then he gets things. buried away well, from the sun. <laughs> there's a whole variety of different things where Bibbo from remember Bibbo from the animated series yeah yeah comes in and tries to defibrillate him yeah uh, so there's a little bit of electricity that helps support him and then there's a whole other comic where Jonathan Kent uh, has a heart attack and has his whole journey in the afterlife trying to pull Clark out of the afterlife there's a whole issue of that there's a whole issue of that stuff and wow. then, uh, when the eradicator took his body he stored him in what's called a regeneration matrix inside the uh, Fortress of Solitude to allow the cells of his body to heal. However, the Eradicator, in order to have a body, decided, well, I'm just going to use Superman's body as a battery because he's got all the solar power stored within him. I'm going to use him as a battery so that I can be able to fight crime and be Superman, that I will be the last son of Krypton. So he's basically 
feeding off the energy of Clark inside this revitalization matrix, regeneration matrix, uh, in order to carry out his duties until Superman gains enough solar energy in the fortress to be fully restored. Okay. So that's not complicated at all. Hmm. Yeah, I'm <laughs> following, of, sort of. <laughs> so just to recap, not completely dead. Bibbo defibrillates him. Jonathan Kent pulls him out of the afterlife, kind of. Uh, the Eradicator takes his body, puts him inside a regeneration matrix, which has never been explained before this issue, <laughs> and uses his body as a battery. The, the writers are like, I have an idea. <laughs> is, Bibbo, uh, is Bibbo a monkey, or is he that sailor guy? <laughs> that was... He's the sailor guy. Beppo's the monkey. <laughs> Beppo. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. <laughs> the monkey's like... I know when you Beppo said that, I was thinking in my head that the monkey had a, a pat, the paddles with, and just ready to defibrillate him. <laughs> he's drawn so, he's drawn so uh, seriously, too. Like, <laughs> he looks like Caesar from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt Reeves will direct this one. <laughs> So when actually, super- this sounds incredible. I don't know. <laughs> ten out of ten would Beppo see. Super- Andy Serkis is Beppo, the super monkey coming oh, to theaters, yes, directed by please. Matt Reeves. So when Superman is fully restored, he returns in a black suit with a silver insignia, Woo! as I'm wearing here. Also, with long hair and a mullet, which, as I said before, I just did not want to deal with. The greatest Superman ever lived. <laughs> I was tempted to grow it all the way out for this episode and then get a haircut immediately after recording. Uh, <laughs> as, as we covered in our Patreon episode, oh, Superman has the black suit here because he is depowered. He still needs to absorb more of the sun, which increases the stakes because when he goes in to fight Cyborg Superman, he is not at full strength. He is practically right. human. That's in the sh- in the movie too. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Cyborg Superman has teamed up with Mongol to invade Earth in the comics. Weird. So, uh, he decides that he, well, Mongol's kind of working for him, which is sort of weird. I think. Okay. You think it'd be the other way around or yeah, something like right. that, or them using each other? But anyway, he's like, "I'll work for you since you look cool." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Superman teams up with everybody here, except for Cyborg Superman, of course. Steel, Superboy. Superboy becomes basically more humbled through the experience and learns what it really means to be a hero. Uh, And in the meantime, the Eradicator comes back, and when Cyborg Superman is trying to kill Superman, Eradicator steps in to sacrifice himself and absorb all the kryptonite energy and turn it into solar energy so that Superman can be fully restored and take out Cyborg Superman. So as much of like kind of a dark edgelord jackass that Eradicator is, at the end of the day, he sacrifices himself. Yeah. Hmm. Superman like is that. the true last son of Krypton, not me. It's kind of the, the sentiment at the right, end. Right, right, right. So but that just I thought that he own. was going to be more selfish or something. I mean, it's obviously hard to self-sacrifice, so... I think it's because of his programming. He's just uh, like, well, I was the last son of Krypton. Oh, because yeah. Because I thought the last son was dead, but now he's back. And now my duty is to preserve him. It's just a logical thing. Yeah. I'm liking him more and more. Yeah. He's the best. So. <laughs> he's the best written, you said. Uh, in yeah. This, in he's his, he's in the best runs. written, not the most exciting visually to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I got best you. Written. I got you. I got uh, you. So let's go into the different versions of the adaptations, because obviously we didn't really quite see this in the others. So I'm actually going to go in a slightly different order. I'm going to cover the animated movies first and then go into Snyder. So I'll allow it, Ben. Superman Doomsday. Uh <laughs> There is no Eradicator character. What? There's no Eradicator in Superman. Well, remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's just the clone. So yeah. he has a robot voiced by SpongeBob, Tom Kenny. Uh, Tom Kenny's robot comes and takes him back into the fortress. And we find out that Superman wasn't actually dead. His vitals, quote unquote, slowed so he could heal. 
basically a simplified version of the comic book. Mm-hmm. There's no Bibbo or Beppo, the super monkey, doing the defibrillation. <laughs> there's no Jonathan Kent in the afterlife, and there's no eradicator or vitalization matrix or any of that bullshit. It's simply like, ah, <laughs> uh, you weren't actually dead. <laughs> Be- it's gotta be Beppo. Dude, I think they team up and do it. Ron rewrite Beppo and Bippo. Beppo the robot. And Bippo, they both are doing it. They're in surgery. <laughs> they triage. You get a really serious actor. And to then be Crypto Bippo. was like, was there too. Crypto was there too. He was saved by his pets. Yes. Yeah, so, so, super pets show or some shit coming out. Just, yeah. They got that in cars. Oh, is it fucking the Rock, the voice of Crypto? The Rock is the voice of crypto. Yeah. yeah, right. Can you smell what, what crypto is cooking? It's a dog sh- turd. <laughs> it's dog sh- <laughs> they talk it's in it, right? It's Kryptonian dog shit, so it's like huge. <laughs> I think they probably talk in that one. Yeah. I was like to say, is, is the Rock just like barking and stuff, or worse than Vin Diesel agreeing like I am? We <laughs> bring him on just to bark, like. <laughs> The oh Rock is God. like, that'll be $70 million <laughs> per you. day. Please and thank you. I need a new mansion. <laughs> we haven't given that guy enough money. I need a fourth mansion. So, yeah. I mean, that guy is the most bankable fucking actor on the planet. But Yeah. <clears throat> so, Superman in Superman Doomsday still has the long hair and the mullet. He's got the black suit. He trains in the fortress to get his strength back before donning the black suit. The mullet helps yeah. you to train. It does. <laughs> yeah. It gives you strength. Well, they do say that Superman is partially based off of Samson. Owen oh, Simpson Delilah. Delilah, yeah. Yeah, oh, who's yeah, got yeah. the power of the hair. Really? Did the ro- oh, whoa. oh, yeah, you mean just in general? In general, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, not the yeah. specific thing. Yeah. yeah Did yeah, the yeah. robot cut his hair like that when he was, like, unconscious? <laughs> I mean, the robot clearly didn't cut his hair at all. But <laughs> it's a mullet, though. It's still short on the front, you know? I think it's slicked back, though, it's right? It's slicked back. Oh. I think it might be, like, He got like some my hair pomade for that. <laughs> he got that Dapper Dan. <laughs> yeah. The Dapper Dan man. Yeah. <laughs> We got uh, Fop. I ain't no. I don't want no Fop. Goddamn it! I'm a double no man. Yeah. So don't get me started on old brother, man. I'll keep going. The black solar suit is to help absorb the radiation better, which is just like in the comic. He returns to fight the clone, except he's in the black suit and he's got okay. a gun <laughs> to, to basically take out uh, the clone. He's not like Batman. Oh, yeah, he's not like, anti-gun. He's shooting guns. That's true. The mullet gives you strength for to hold to, to, to his marksmanship powers. Yeah. He's like Batman might have problems with guns, but I do not. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I am Superman. <laughs> Fucking uh, wimp. I believe he had some form. No of that powers, no guns, well. yeah. no mullet. Who is this guy? Who is he? I'm Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a ding on his mullet. <laughs> Reign of the Superman. It's a similar thing. They actually do a reversal of what's in the comic. So in the comic, Eradicator's like, I must use this body, create my own body, and then uh, use him as a battery so I can carry out my duties as the last son of Krypton. Here it's a little different. The Eradicator in Reign of the Superman was a hologram in the Kryptonian ship who uh, was basically assigned to take care of Kal-El since birth. And so mm. after Kal-El supposedly died, the Eradicator took his body, put him in the revitalization, <clears throat> uh, put him in the Matrix, back into his, sh- his suit, uh, into the ship, I mean, not the suit. Puts him back into the ship and decides to go out there as the last son of Krypton, but he is acting as like a solar panel absorbing solar energy that goes back into the Matrix. Goes back in the into movie. the ship. That's in the movie, yeah. God, <laughs> you saw this like two weeks ago. <laughs> no, we, I saw a couple months ago. <laughs> I forgot about all that shit, too. 
<laughs> so I anyway. remember him being cool doing Eradicator shit, but I forgot yeah. about that. So the Eradicator actually is <laughs> helping to resurrect Superman, as opposed to the other version where he just puts in the Matrix and he's just like, oh, you use, use a battery. It's the reverse. It's not Eradicator using Kal-El's body as a battery. It's Kal-El using Eradicator as the body. That does make sense. Sacrificing, using himself to energize and resurrect Superman. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he teams up, of course, you know, Superman comes back, teams up with Superboy, Eradicator, and Steel against Cyborg Superman, who in this version is not teamed up with Mongol, but is teamed up with Darkseid. Okay, yeah. Stakes are even higher at that point. Yeah. But, uh, again, black suit, silver S, long hair. It's required at this point. You need it. Except for in Zack Snyder's version, which is the next one, unfortunately. They, did, they get everything but the long hair. They did, <clears throat> but Snyder wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah, he. There is a quote I have here of him wanting to do it, saying, "Quote: We talked about it a lot, and I was a slight advocate, a little bit for the mullet." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see him uh, being for that. He says, "Quote: But I think there was no way to go back from that, and at the time, the studio was really leaning on me pretty hard. No shit. Considering what we talked about <laughs> earlier, he says I was lucky to be able to figure it out so I could get the black suit. So he's basically like, dude, they wouldn't have let me do it. Is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. You can do it as much as you want in the animated versions, but." Not in live action, I guess. That's dumb. I wish yeah. he had his way. I know. You know, I mean, look, look at what happened with, with the Zack Snyder Justice League. As soon as he has his way completely, it's like a billion times better. Yeah, seriously. You know? So, uh, <clears throat> the Snyder version, I believe, is the only one where Superman is dead, dead. Like, there's no, like, he's storing solar energy, mm. his body shut down, the vibe. Like, no, he is dead. <laughs> and he's only resurrected by the Justice League in the scout ship using a combination of the ship's powers that were used to resurrect Zod into Doomsday. Uh, but the mother box and Flash's speed all combined in order to resurrect him. Right. Now, here is a quick trivia note uh, on here. In Batman vs. Superman, at the time code 2 hours, 38 minutes, and 47 seconds into the film, <laughs> Doomsday's body drops and Superman lands to the ground dead. Okay. In Zack Snyder's Justice League, Flash touches the mother box to resurrect Superman at the exact same time code at 2 hours, 38 minutes, 47 seconds into the film. That's incredible and definitely on purpose. It's all part of the plan. Yes. Uh, Snyder said, quote, come on, guys. (laughs) There's a chance it was on purpose. There's a chance it was a coincidence. If it's a coincidence, then it's such a crazy coincidence that it's not a coincidence. (laughs) That is just, yeah, that that would be astronomical if that was not on purpose, you know. Uh, Twitter users have, all, have also pointed out that this could be a reference to John 11.38 if you were to interpret the 11 as 1.1 one, one, or 2, since it's 2 hours 38 minutes, hmm. 11.38. The reason why is that John 11.38 is the description of Jesus resurrecting Lazarus. Damn. That's very possible because we know he he's what? Uh, he has some Christian background. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, Seventh-day Adventist? Uh, Christian Science, I think. Christian Science, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, might for be wrong Snyder. But I mean, it would kind of make sense because you can't unless you're having an 11 hour movie. Which, if it's anything like Zack Snyder's Justice League, yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, whole series really basically 11, 11 hours, 38 minutes in, then he gets resurrected. Though that's a lot of time with the Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a friend that said he could. This is another guy that I guess it likes Henry Cavill, but he was yeah. like. I could just take Henry Cavill walking walking through wheat fields for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> His hand going through the fucking um, crop or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Breathing and looking so. solemnly out of the sunset. Yeah. 
Yeah. Some Hans Zimmer piano music in the background. <laughs> Inserts of flashbacks. Oh, shit, man. <clears throat> it's great. So, Superman wakes up, but is disoriented, attacks the Justice League, but Lois helps him snap out of it in both versions of Justice League. Yeah. Superman takes some time on the Kent farm before he gets his costume back, joins the fight against Steppenwolf, and returns to his persona as Clark Kent without much explanation because Warner Brothers was fucking with Snyder's right. plan on that. Right, 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 right. Uh, as we talked about beforehand, the black suit doesn't really have a specific explanation uh, shown in the film. However, Snyder said, quote, I like the black suit as a practical thing of there needing to be a way for Superman to charge up quickly and be stronger than he was. So it works in a theoretical and symbolic way. However, I would argue it's not like Superman was low on power when he was kicking the Justice League's ass. Right, mm. that's true. So it doesn't quite match up to what we were talking about in uh, the comic book. It's mainly there for the symbolic reason, as we talked about in Justice League 2 and 3, to say that, hey, he's, he's full Kryptonian. Yeah. He's not going to be Clark Kent anymore because everyone saw that body go into the ground. Okay, yeah. So that makes more sense. In fact, this is this could have been impossible in explanation or inspiration is that the Eradicator when he's the last son of Krypton when he's posing as Superman who also kind of has a black suit mm-hmm. he tells Lois Lane Clark Kent is dead okay I will. I am forever Superman okay and I'm like okay that's interesting that ties into so Cavill's Eradicator now yeah <laughs> he's the Eradicator <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who then becomes evil Superman when Darkseid he has a over. black suit but the glasses <laughs> the visors that could be something that could be yeah and the mullet. That's a pu- oh, the ultimate Superman. <laughs> yeah. the mullet and the sunglasses. <laughs> Come on. And dude. the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you need Hans. Or. Put Hans Zimmer. Make all the Superman music in synthesizer. <laughs> yeah. At this point. Yes. I think we have a film, guys. <laughs> we have this, a pitch for the next Superman movie. <laughs> we have a new pitch, I think. Yes. All right, forget Man of Tomorrow. That's yeah. just what we did. We, we, got, got, we got another one. We have another one. Okay. <laughs> Feel free uh, to use any of these. I do want to say people do criticize the black suit for, I guess, making Superman too dark in a way, but I'd argue the black suit of Superman is, to me, the most hopeful, optimistic version of the Cavill Superman out of these movies, if you think about it. Uh, his ways, his actions? In his actions, well, yeah, because he doesn't have to fight his own kind and snap Sod's oh, neck yeah. like in Man of Steel. He doesn't have to contend with the public turning against him like in BVS yeah. or his mother getting kidnapped and nearly killed and then him getting killed himself. He shows up, saves the day, yeah. helps the team, saves lives. Boom. I think Snyder just likes the black suit, I think honestly. So it's a and visual, he can, he can yeah. Just justify, yeah. He can justify it with, it with it being tied into the Return of Superman storyline. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really it, <laughs> to be honest with you. It, because, like you said, the, he's already cool. got the power level yeah. and everything. So, And honestly, I, even though it's not as like well-explained in some of the runs of the comics, it's still cool. Yeah. It's a cool Snyder visual. And with him like, you know, beating the shit out of everybody at the end, <laughs> yeah. a Seppin' Wolf in that black suit, those shots of him going to Pound Town with the fucking, on top of Steppenwolf Wolf, with the laser, yeah. wearing the black suit... It was, you know, that was great. Yeah. Some of the best Superman shit on film ever. I know the Pound Town thing, I don't always associate with fighting, so that whole sentence, <laughs> the whole sentence was really intriguing there for a minute. He was on top of Steppenwolf and using his laser eyes. <laughs> Andrew saw a different cut of Justice League. I'm... <laughs> He downloaded I different it things <laughs> from a different he, website. He was watching the Naughty America version. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Brazzers. It was a Brazzers version. Yes. Somebody that looked a lot like Cavill. Yeah. That's why I was watching it. <laughs> so, 
Let's pound town. <laughs> <laughs> oh Let's shit! Let's decide what is the best version of ba- Superman's resurrection. I almost said Batman's resurrection for some reason. Superman's Bat on the brain resurrection. <laughs> yeah, bats on the we brain. Have the regen. <laughs> we have the regeneration matrix in the comic. The very uh-huh. not complicated at all explanation of. <laughs> Bibbo defibrillating, <laughs> taking him back from the afterlife. I'm gonna just. I'm, I'm doing a retcon. It's Beppo now. <laughs> <It's Beppo. laughs> okay. My own. If Zach got his own fucking version, I'm doing this. <laughs> so that's the comic book version. In Superman Doomsday, he's not actually dead. He was just sleeping. Uh, and then, in, in, <laughs> although when you sleep, you do heal like a motherfucker, like humans do, right? True, true, well, true, yeah. Not completely a lot of the time, but it's a way to heal. Especially so. when you got your ass kicked by Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Superman getting energy from the Eradicator from mm-hmm. the reign of the Superman. Oh, this is going to be tough. I like that one, too. And then Superman being resurrected by the Mother Box, the Scout Ship, and the Flash in Justice League. Mm. So, okay. if we need some time to think about it. No, I don't want to have any Zach. time. <laughs> I'm going to go with reign of the Superman. I just, energy from the Eradicator. Yeah, I think that's cool because he's... The Eradicator is actually serving a purpose uh, that's part of his programming, but also, I think, leads into his self-sacrifice later. So I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. I, I mean, I do like Zack Snyder's v- version of Justice League better, but I still think it's kind of like uh, this crazy plan or something. I don't know, like dropping him in the embryonic liquid in the ship, and then <laughs> you got to charge up the mother box and then drop it right on top of him at just the right moment and... Shock them and stuff. Mm. It's just kind of like, it's a little bit strange. I, I'm I'm really into the reign of the Superman thing, so I'm uh, I'm gonna go with that. Beppo. <laughs> <laughs> Beppo. Actually, if I give a non-silly answer, yes, I agree with Zach. There's something cool about uh, Eradicator acting as a solar panel, yeah, essentially, and also it's a, it's a, it's a way that robots can get really emotional scenes. Because mm. there's the whole super logical aspect of them, but if the programming is to serve to the utmost capacity, mm-hmm. um, you then have written yourself into a scene like this where it's like, I am I will serve you till the end, yeah. or whatever, till the end of my programming, like Terminator Two does, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. So you get a you get a, yeah, <laughs> he's doing the thumb thing from T Two. So uh, yeah, I think. That's how you get some of the most emotional shit out of robots mm-hmm. in, in in writing. Yeah. So so yeah, I, you know since Beppo is not real and I made that up, <laughs> uh, I mean uh, that version of it, uh, I will go with uh, the same answer as Zach. You need to reveal that Beppo, the super monkey, is actually the Eradicator. <laughs> Beppo with a visor. <laughs> he's not Whoa. really a monkey. He's 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 a robot. <laughs> Mind blown. Because um, the Kryptonian. Uh, <laughs> Kryptonian monkey that's super smart is not uh, believable enough. Yes. <laughs> of course, we need to be realistic in this we need world. To be realistic of a, in this, yeah. <laughs> of a solar-powered alien who saves people in a red <laughs> cape. Um, yeah, my vote is for Reign of the Superman as well, though I really like the full-circle nature of Doomsday was created here and now Superman's created here and the whole time go thing is an amazing thing that people pointed out on Twitter. So I like that. That's my yeah, close second. Incredible. But... Yeah, the whole Eradicator giving him the energy is just... They did such a good job simplifying this comic and being like, let's not do all that bullshit and let's instead do something a little easier to explain. Right, right, right. uh, That means that Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman is the winner. They tie. For the best... Oh, yeah. Well, 
It's the same movie. <laughs> Death of Superman being one movie and Reign of the Superman. Zach, you're rooting yeah. for You haven't even seen it. I'm <laughs> going to watch it now. You've, At least I've seen you've it. You've sold me, but you don't remember any of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember any of it. That's true. I already appreciate it. I didn't tell it. you guys what I was covering. <laughs> you... <laughs> hey, if I remembered more, I'd appreciate it too. <laughs> Oh shit, man! Yes, yes. So I swear I've seen it though. <laughs> I just wanted to spend some time with a quick shout out to the people behind the original storyline because I gave credit to the writers of the adaptations, but in terms of the full list of people who are just like, hey, why don't we just kill them? Why don't we just have all four of these Superman ideas? That goes to editor Mike Carlin, assistant editors Jennifer Frank and Frank Pitteris. I will have you read off the writers. And the writers are. Dan Jurgens, Carl Kessel, Jerry Ordway, Louise Simonson, and Roger Stern. And our pencilers are John Bogdanove, June Brigham, John Grubbett, Jackson Goose. Looks like juice with a G. Goose? Maybe Jackson Juice. Je- Dan Jurgens. Dan Jurgens, Inkers, Brett Breeding, Jackson Juice, Doug Hazelwood, Dennis Janky, and Dennis Radia. Also want to note John Bogdanovi is the one who first illustrated the Black Suit Superman and is thanked in the credits for I do recognize his name. Woo! Yeah. Uh, colorist Glenn Whitmore is the only one listed as colorist in the beginning of my novelization. Uh, I'm like, that can't be only one colorist. So there's probably are others. He worked like a He monster. was busy. <laughs> Just like, <Yes>. Jesus. <laughs> Across all the Superman titles. He still has Carpal Tunnel. <laughs> He's still working on it as we speak. Yeah. Uh, letters are John Costanza, Albert de Guzman, and uh, Bill Oakley. And uh, those are all the people as part of it. Any final thoughts on the death and return of Superman now that we've completed the storyline, starting off Zach? Well, you have uh, made me want to watch this animated two-parter. I'm really excited about it. And it is probably one of my favorite Superman storylines, not because he dies, but just because it's, it's in the 90s and it seemed like it was really important at the time. It's not like now we're you know that when a superhero dies in the comics, they're going to come back in a couple months anyways. Yeah. So I would, I think it's just was, uh, it's cool that it made such a cultural impact at the time. And, um, I can't wait to talk about Nicholas Cage, Superman. <laughs> yes. Andrew. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, one of the best parts of Superman, I think, uh, just because you get all these fun characters and, Batman has the Bat family, but Superman's mm. more solo than Batman is in a weird way. A little bit. Uh, so he gets this going on. Not that they're like a family, especially Cyborg Superman, but... Uh, <laughs> He's the weird you know, cousin. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like I like there being a Superman team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is one of the most important uh, moments in DC history, really, right? They, they mm-hmm. killed off their top guy, the first superhero ever, so... Yeah. And yeah, at this time, like Zach said, they didn't really kill off any major characters ever, right? I mean, I guess Jean Grey and X Men was kind of an example, but like that's not as major. Like Jean Grey versus Superman, right? <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, Mary Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, I mean, Gwen Sta- yeah. yeah. But even then, like those two characters in comparison to Superman, like, yeah, it's like an icon. 
Yeah, yeah, like you tell people, like, oh my god, they killed Superman. It's like, they also killed Jean Grey. Who? Yeah, <laughs> Back in 1992. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this was a huge moment, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I think, I, as I said, I feel like the animated movie just really surprised me with the death of, of Superman and Reign of the Supermen because of just how emotional it was, especially Death of Superman and how well they portrayed that. But it makes sense because they have a whole hour and a half to set this up, uh, and it right. pays off in a big way. Really well done. Not surprised that it won uh, over here. It got to improve on all the all the more complicated shit that they were putting into the comic that didn't really make any sense. So uh, with that, that is superhero stuff you should know. All right, so we have a few fan comments. First off is from Camden. We haven't gone over your comments in a while. Uh, this is a comment about our Ben Affleck deep dive into the Ben Affleck Batman, saying, quote, Affleck's casting made me immediately think of what he said about Daredevil, which is this quote, by playing a superhero in Daredevil, I have inoculated myself from ever playing another superhero. <laughs> yeah, let's see how that turned out. Wearing a costume was a source of humiliation for me and something I wouldn't want to do again soon. Okay. Until I have to pay another mortgage. Right, right, so, right. his opinion of Daredevil hasn't changed over the years, adding, quote, that's the movie I want to do. I want to be a part of that, parentheses, Batman versus Superman. Part of it was I wanted for once to get one of those movies and do it right to do a good version. I hate Daredevil so much. <laughs> I hate Daredevil so much? Oh, my God. God, he at least got uh, Vindication or whatever with, with Zack Snyder's version, you know? finally got something he says quote i still don't understand what affleck's problem with daredevil was i'd understand more it more if he was upset at how the director's cut wasn't the theatrical version he got a decent paycheck and it gave him the chance to get to know his future wife more daredevil was decent for its day by closely yeah. emulating the frank miller run of the comics affleck treats it more like it was an episode of the superboy tv show uh that kind of attitude made him unfit for the cowl jokes on him the sound of silence place oh my god <laughs> rough so yeah, I mean, Daredevil never really got the reappreciation that I think Batman vs. Superman gets, where people are just like, you know what, this isn't what we thought it was in 2016. There's a lot more to appreciate about this. Daredevil has a director's cut, right? Yeah, I have it's it. supposedly a lot, lot better. Mm-hmm. I have it as well. Yeah. I've never seen the director's cut. Well, I know too many words. do for a future episode, then. <laughs> oh, shit. Too many words? <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, we don't really cover a lot of Marvel stuff. But Daredevil is one of the ones I've read. Mm-hmm. Not oh, surprisingly, because, I mean, who's... He's the Batman, of, Batman uh, of Marvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the Maybe Batman Moon of Maybe Ni- Moon Knight. I haven't read Moon of. Knight, though. Yeah, well, it's... So, uh, if there was a Moon Knight movie when I was growing up, I definitely would have gotten into it. But because definitely, it was Daredevil, definitely. I was like, this guy seems cool. He seems like he's the Batman of Marvel, so I yeah, read up on, oh, definitely. on him. And, and so I have the comics, that the Frank Miller comics, because yeah. if Frank Miller didn't hit it big with Daredevil, they never would have let him touch Batman. Right, 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 right. So they kind of feed into each other. And I did not so, know we were planning a Daredevil episode. That's cool. It's going to... We might as well, because, you know... We need to branch out, DC. for sure. We haven't really done Marvel stuff. At some point, we're going to do... Like, I, I feel like I can help cover X-Men, Spider-Man, and Daredevil, and Punisher. Mm-hmm. Avengers stuff. Love the MCU, yeah. but I don't know much more It's probably been done you know, done to death, too. <clears throat> that too. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's mainly X-Men. Yeah. Uh, because of the 90s cartoon that I watched a million times. Of course. Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man, your favorite Marvel? Absolutely. Uh, Zach? Yep. Really? Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, all right, next is Taco Ghost. Taco Ghost says, God, the two people that I wish could have made a Batman cartoon would be Max Fleischer and... Sorry, I can't scroll right now. 
Uh, so it would be Max Fleischer <laughs> and then Gendi Tartak. Gendi. Gendi. Do you know who that is? Do you know the... I, I, I know who it is. I just don't know how to Gendi Tartakovsky. Tartakovsky. Okay. This is, a, this is a comment on the Fleischer Superman cartoon okay. episode, of course. Uh, Gendi Tartakovsky did Dexter's Lab. Yeah. And Samurai Jack. Ooh. And then that upcoming... Uh, not upcoming. The one that's already out right now. The, yeah. I think and it's called Primal. Primal is an R-rated one that's on yeah. HBO Max yeah. now. I watched the first episode of it. Mm -hmm. Fucking rules. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to watch the, the the rest of it, but I just got busy or something. But <laughs> yeah. the first episode is awesome. It's bloody. It's R-rated. If you're not like that, then don't watch it. But it's like caveman fucking up dinosaurs and shit. It's cool. It's cool, though. It would have been cool to see the Batman of that. So mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah, Dr. yeah, Gross. yeah, yeah. And then uh, last one is from Andrew Lenahan, who's been leaving a bunch of comments on our stuff. Andrew says, quote, I think Ray Liotta would have made a good Two-Face if they were to follow the character from the comics. Uh, then how the car then how the character was portrayed in the movie. I think it's because you brought up the possibility of him being an alternate choice for Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever. It would have been a lot less silly, I think. Oh, it would have yeah, been weird. Really it in ninety. <laughs> it wouldn't have fit the overall tone. Probably, I could see him doing like a Leota could do like a really like almost like a Joaquin Phoenix Joker version of Two Face. You know, just he's Leota's got that. He's got kind of like a killer. Real killer vibe to him, I think. I don't think he would have worked with Riddler or, uh, you know, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. He would have stabbed him in this, real life. This would be just if really if you had an alternate Two Face. Yeah. <laughs> in general, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite scenes at Goodfellas is just when he finds out that uh, <clears throat> his girlfriend's ex beat her, and so he just goes up to him in the driveway and just beats the shit out of him with yeah. a gun, and then walks yeah. back in like that one shot. And one take. So. I'm down for Harvey coming out with Ray yeah. Liotta, like a, a yeah. jo uh, with by Todd Phillips. You know, let's see, uh, let's see that's that version next. Kind of yeah. an older Two Face, but yeah. Hey, shit, why not? That's not bad. It's an Elseworlds. Uh, yeah. All right, so that is it for the fan comments. Thank you guys for that. Over to Andrew. Man, everybody, thank you for those comments, and also thank you to our Patreon supporters, who are Shasta, Leomo, Jose Arrocha. Super Inframan, Douglas P, Dan D, Aaron Willett, Nick Noah, Jesse E, Jeffrey R, Sketchcraft, Scott V, Yuli, and our other supporters, Sparkageddon, SDCT Productions, Robert Schumann, Kookie Noms, Matt Herring, Elijah B, Shamrock Balls, Ian H, Walter the Wobot, John Wells, and Rye Guy. I do want to add as well Comic Capital on Instagram thank yes. you for promoting us as well as the Everything Entertainment Club on Clubhouse where I've been talking to them and they are fans of the show yes thank you everybody uh, coming in from Clubhouse yes that's awesome so thank you for that awesome okay so also uh, the Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod there you can join the Shasta Army the $1 tier gets you the shout out and then the $5 tier gets you a whole extra show. This show here is every Monday. The Patreon show is every Friday. So uh, we have even deeper dives and basically just uh, addendum, addenda. To, <laughs> I guess it is, yeah. It's our appendices. Yeah, appendices to our episodes, our weekly episodes. So, mm -hmm. yes, uh, uh, check that out. Five dollars cancel any time, and uh, that's every week. So uh, check that out. And then um, Super House merch. Get your Ben Man mug. Get your Indeed Wizard <laughs> rug or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Get out a rug. 
A shirt, a shirt. Although there's weird shit on there like uh, shower curtains and stuff. If you guys want to step on our faces, then you might as yeah, well. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, we'll sell you that rug. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the artwork is by Wolfie Cruz. Uh, and um, yeah, you can get that at Redbubble. That's superhouse.redbubble.com. Also, Public. that's T-E-E public.com slash user slash superhouse podcast 5000 also superhouse superhero stuff pod.threadless.com please leave us a review on iTunes also please record us an audio thing can be anything at all you don't have to make a sketch or whatever and send that audio clip to superhousepodcast at gmail.com and we will use that clip on the show and also, please animate our sketches if you and do if you do indeed listen to them, <laughs> um, and uh, animate that, and then put the uh, hashtag for our show in the corner through the duration of said sketch video, mm-hmm. and uh, let us know about that, and then we'll send that out to all of our uh, two sack Snyder on Vero <laughs> and everywhere else, of course. Yes, uh, and uh, yeah. I am Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter, thunderwolflives.com, and uh, on YouTube as well. Check me out on there. My other content, mostly Japanese-related and shit like that. And Ben? Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at SuperHousePod, as well as Instagram at SuperHeroStuffPod. And as Andrew mentioned, we are on Vero now. We have one follower. Please help us out. <laughs> at least get to two. It's Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> That's honestly the only follower that we need. That would <laughs> be awesome case, if yeah. Zack Snyder followed us. But uh, find us at Superhero Stuff Pod on Vero. Uh, <clears throat> my website is benwanrider.com, and my YouTube channel is in the description below. You can also check out Early Bird, my kids' comic coming out called Earl-E-Bird.com is the website on that. My personal Instagram is benwanrider. My son's Instagram, my cat is Alfie Pennyworth Cat, which leads me to bring up that we are affiliates <laughs> Indeed. with Whiskerbox. If, Indeed. If you are a cat dad like myself, like Andrew, like Zach, then Whiskerbox will provide <laughs> yes. a nice little gift box for your feline friend or friends from month to month. Uh, we also are affiliates with Barkbox. If you don't have any feline friends, but you do have <laughs> canine friends. Indeed. Indeed. Or maybe you have both, in which case you might as well sign up with both and get both of them. Heck, why not? Yeah. Do the bubble box. Get both of them. There's for your fish. Yes. Bubble box. <laughs> We're not affiliates with <laughs> That's got to be a thing, though, actually. Hmm. Dude, you need to fucking uh, trademark that shit now. (laughs) Yep. That's very good. An Atlantean bubble box brought to you by Volko. God, we should have thought of that. We missed that opportunity. Why are we doing a podcast? We should just be making this type of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bark box and whisker box, everybody. We do have a special bark box uh, code that you can basically bring up and you can also find it at superhousepod.com slash shop which has all the different affiliates that we have indeed Amazon and eBay and basically that's it but yeah <laughs> and Box and Bark Box <laughs> <laughs> and the other two we mentioned yes and Bubble Box coming soon Bubble Box let's <laughs> <Once. laughs> that's real <laughs> Uh, over to Zach and if you're tired of wiping your ass with dry paper like those Charmin bears Check out Tushy. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> We're not officially with That's them. Next. Just Although kidding. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that, man. Everybody else is doing it. I, I would love to push Tushy. I think that would be the, the most <laughs> push fun commercial you could do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, 
if you want to see more of my artwork, if you want to check out what I'm doing on the grams and on the TikToks and on the YouTubes, it's Zachary Jackson Brown Art, and you can go to my website at ZacharyJacksonBrownArt.com. Awesome. So, as we've discussed, these are not the only adaptations of The Death and Return of Superman. In this week's Patreon, we're going to cover uh, the other adaptations of these fine characters, especially The Reign of the Supermen. Mm-hmm. Connor Kent, a.k.a. Superboy. Steel, John Henry Irons. The Eradicator. Well, actually, The Eradicator was only in Reign of the Superman. He's kind of getting fucked when it comes to being adapted. He's not in anything else. But Cyborg Superman. we got to change that. Yeah. we uh, change that. However, he was supposed to be in Tim Burton's Superman Lives. What? Really? Hell Eradicator. Yeah. A version of the Eradicator was supposed to be in it. And Burton's yes, like, I like those glasses. <laughs> we will. I don't know if they were going to do that, but we will do a deep dive into the many different scripts that Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage were famously attempting to do in the 1990s. We'll go do a whole series because there's a ton of scripts, a ton of reading that I got to do in order to do that. You know I will series. draw him <laughs> for that. I will draw a Nicolas Cage Superman. Cage? Absolutely. Oh, man. That's going to be great. I think that, that's. We've gotten some demand on that, so yeah, got to yeah, get some yeah. research. But I also, we also have to cover the rest of Superman of Christopher Reeve. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't gotten, we've gotten asked, "Where's that Superman 2? And I'm just like, <laughs> "We've been a little busy." <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League really uh, been a new took some time <laughs> media yeah. that we've been absorbing. Uh, yeah, that one also. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's not the next episode. We have covered the heroes. Now, it's time to cover the villains. And Zach, you're going to have to pee into a jar for the next episode because Already next episode did. is covering <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg's Lex. He gets Lex me- Zach is actually method for this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's really weird. <laughs> so we're going to cover Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor in terms of is he a good Lex Luthor? What versions of Lex Luthor does he draw off of? And you might find some unexpected things off of that. So He was drawing off some shit for that other than... Um, well, not uh, the Jar of Peep stuff, though. If there is a comic okay. issue with Lex being in a jar, please let us know. Max Landis? <laughs> That's the main thing. Dude. <laughs> we will cover that in the episode coming up, but that is what's coming up on the docket. Lex Luthor, then we'll do other episodes on the different villains. And please do us a favor... I want you to tell all your friends about us. 